All right, welcome to the Shout Out SoCal podcast. We hope it'll become a part of your daily routine because in just 15 minutes a day, you'll learn two lessons, two life lessons, one for your personal life, one for your professional life from some of the most intelligent, brilliant, inspiring entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives in town. All right, beautiful people, thank you so much for joining us again. We are thrilled to introduce you to the brilliant and talented Rebecca Robb, fine artist, oil painter. She's a self-taught artist. Her main source of inspiration is the diversity of land and seascapes, as well as animals around the world. She was born in Brazil and lived in various countries around South America. And as a young adult, she felt she spent a few years traveling around Africa as a volunteer with various nonprofits, and due to the nature of her work, she was exposed to a large variety of terrain and regional wildlife. And as an artist, she's intrigued by the effect that light has on color and tries to capture the warmth and temperature we experience in sunlight. And she's also very moved by the innocence and uniqueness of animals and feels compelled to paint them. So to give them a voice in our very introverted human world, her aim is to express the intelligence and tenderness of each animal, especially underappreciated animals, in hopes of drawing attention to their beauty and the importance that they have to our planet. Um, I think that's amazing. I mean, honestly, so many of these animals suffer for so many reasons, whether it's uh, you know for a food supply chain or just generally the way that we manage um, – kind of the the world's natural resources forests, jungles etc and so you know we just we think the work that she's doing it's such an inspiration we salute her we salute her work her ethos her mission we hope that you'll join us in supporting her and her work as well so rebecca thank you so much for joining us but more importantly thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for using your skill and your talents to um, give a voice to the voiceless. Um, we, we really think that that's amazing. Um, but anyway, so let, let's jump right into your story. Uh, we'd love for you to tell our audience a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for uh, your interest in me and my art. Um, I uh, am a self-taught artist. I've always been talented and drew when I was little, uh, love drawing animals especially, um, but I never studied art or had the opportunity to develop my skills to be taught um, in any formal way. So over the years, just painting for myself because it was a creative outlet because I've always had that kind of itch, need to paint, need to be drawing everywhere all the time. I just sort of um, gained experience as I went along. Um, only recently, about a few years ago in 2017, did I decide to do it professionally, that I wanted to um, pursue art as a career and began selling my art. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, um, about my story, uh, my parents are both American from California um, but they moved to South America when they were really young in like their early twenties. Um, their story is sort of that, you know, they, they wanted to do something a little different with their lives. They wanted to dedicate their lives to, um, 
you know, missionary work and that led them to travel around South America a lot. I mean, we moved countries like every three to five years. I was born in Brazil. Uh, I am the fifth of seven siblings, six girls and one boy. And we were all born in, you know, various countries, um, some in Venezuela, some in Costa Rica, a lot of us in Brazil. When I was five, we moved to Argentina. Then when I was 10, we moved to Peru. Then when I was 12, we moved back to Brazil where I had to relearn Portuguese because I was learning Spanish up until that point. Um, so yeah, I was able to experience different cultures, uh, a lot of different terrain because even within these countries, we would move around a lot from the coast to you know inland to more foresty, mountainous terrain. So that really was um, a very visual um, sensory stimulant for me because I am a visual person and um, I just love to take in scenery, animals, nature. We lived on farms a lot, so I was exposed to, you know, horses and cows and pigs. And I, I just felt like that um, it, it, it awoken that inner part of me that is sort of that imaginative kind of wild child <laughs> side of me. Uh, my, my older siblings do always refer to me as a wild child. Um, and I did have um, a, a, a very vivid imagination. I love pretending that I was flying horses, unicorns. I was always outside. I was always up in a tree somewhere. I loved climbing um, tall pine trees. I don't know how I did it, but I did. And um, so I spent a lot of time out in nature. And I think that um, that is what inspires me the most in my art. Um, I, 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 I do do portraits. I do do um, other kinds of art if I'm asked, but really when it comes down to painting something that I want to paint, it's coming from that place where I feel, um, I, I feel happiest, you know, where, when I'm out in nature. Um, when I was 18, uh, due to how I was raised with my parents doing a lot of volunteer work, um, felt like, you know, they had kind of a plan for me laid out that they wanted to follow in their footsteps. But when I was 18, I kind of decided, well, if I have to do what you're doing, then I'm going to do it on my own terms. So that's when I decided to go to Africa and do volunteer work for a few years. I traveled around with a group of young people. We did missions in high profile countries, war torn countries where we, we couldn't stay very long. We just had to go in, set up a mission. Uh, we tried to get locals to sponsor that mission, to um, carry that mission on when we left, um, be it setting up schools or different foundations. Um, that way, well after we were gone, the um, the project that we set up could could carry on um and during that time uh we traveled a lot we traveled everywhere by land we drove everywhere we had a base in south africa we would drive up to burundi to congo um rwanda wherever it was that we were going uh all by land and that was so amazing for me i loved it so much because uh, we drove through um, game reserves and just the wild, wild terrain, just such a variety of land and animals. And I, I just felt so at home. I loved it so much. And so that sort of perfect mix between helping people, working with people, meeting new people, learning new languages, different cultures, and then 
um, seeing firsthand different um, land terrains and animals and wildlife. It, it was just my ideal um, place to be and job to have for um, for that time for me when I was really young. Um, so as for now, um, I, I think I mentioned earlier that I'm a self-taught artist because um, I never, um, you know, went to art school or got a degree in art. Um, I feel that um, what fuels my art and my subjects and um, my composition and choice decision when I'm making painting is sort of that nostalgia um, and that passion that I feel f drawing from my experience from different places that I've been all over the world. Um, and that's what I paint. And then as I'm painting, I just kind of uh, get inspired by uh, learning new techniques. Um, I go kind of gaining more experience and more confidence as I'm painting. And so with each painting I, I paint, I feel like I've, I, I'm kind of teaching and growing by experience. And then of course, reading a multitude of books and, and, and watching other artists and learning different techniques here and there. And here I am three years later as a professional artist selling my art. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for that intro. I think it really gives our listeners a great sense of you and your personality. But uh, but now let's jump right into the heart of the podcast, where we're going to be asking you to share two lessons with us. The first one is a lesson you've learned in your professional life. So maybe you can just tell us a story that highlights the lesson and how you learned it and kind of gives us a chance to better understand like both you and the lesson. I really love this question. I appreciate it a lot because um, I feel very passionate about helping other people who are first starting off in art or in anything, developing their talent, showcasing that talent to the world. Um, I have two sort of uh, lessons that I've learned. One is more practical and the other one is a little bit more uh, something that could be applied to anything, you know, just like life lesson. And that is just feeling, uh, holding myself back because I feel like a fraud. And I know that that's kind of cliche now. A lot of people feel that way, but it was very true for me, especially because I felt like I didn't have a traditional upbringing. I, I, I don't have the story that most artists have of, oh, I went to this school and I have this art degree and then I was mentored by this known artist and now I'm selling my art and my local community, you know, uh, has been helping me and this gallery and that because uh, since I moved around so much in my life, I feel like I have a community and I'm kind of learning, building one right now. I'm getting to know my local community. I've been in San Diego since 2013, but when I first moved here, I started going, uh, started taking classes at my community college and uh, raising my three young children. So I was, you know, sort of running a triangle between my school, their school and home, um, and then their activities and not really engaging in the community from an art perspective. So I'm kind of building that right now. Therefore, when I first started um, taking classes at my local community college, um, developing uh myself personally in the ways that I felt I needed to at the time. And I did take a, a few um, art classes that got kind of got me going. And that's actually where my decision to pursue art professionally started. But I did feel super intimidated. I felt unqualified in every way to uh, pursue art at the time. 
because it was sort of a pivot from, okay, I had this plan where I wanted to start going to college, I wanted to get a degree, and then from there, I was going to start pursuing art professionally. But because of one thing or another that happened at the time, I had to pivot and just start uh, launching my art career, which was great. I mean, that, that was exactly what I needed to do, and I'm on the right track. But it didn't make it. It didn't make me feel any more confident that I was ready to do it because I felt like I had to get all these things in order be, prior to that. Um, so I felt uh, very intimidated. I, it didn't stop me, but it for sure slowed me down because I didn't feel ready to be pursuing things. I mean, even like recording this podcast had this been a few years ago where I. Um, receive this opportunity, I don't think that I would have felt confident enough to be like, yes, I, I'm going to share my story with the world, you know, because uh, I, <laughs> I didn't feel uh, that, you know, y- anybody would be interested in, in, in me or what I had to say. And that's something that, that I've learned over, over the last few years is that nobody really cares if you have a degree in in what you're pursuing or your talent. Nobody really cares if you, you had a traditional or an untraditional upbringing. People are interested in you and, and your talent and your passion, especially in your passion and and how, how you um, are helping other people, how you're interacting with your community and, and your inspiration. People really uh, connect and enjoy other people's inspiration and the vibe that they give off. So I've learned that that's the most important thing. And if you're in a situation similar to mine, where you feel unqualified to be doing what you're doing at the time, people don't care. They, they, that's not what they're looking at. That's not what's important to them. So I've learned, uh, over time, the things that are important to other people. And I, any chance I get, I'm happy to share that with other people who are first starting out. The second thing is the more practical uh, tips and lessons that I've learned when you're first starting off with art. I didn't know um, how to go about it because it's art, pursuing art as a career is a little bit of um, an abstract sort of fluid uh, path. It's not so much like, okay, you, you, you get this and then you go that and then you, you then you can go and apply for a job. Like uh, you don't, you don't apply for jobs as an artist. You apply to galleries and everything that a gallery is looking for is, oh, where else are you, is your work being shown? Uh, what press have you received? They want to see that you're, you already have some kind of traction because galleries for the most part are, pro- are for profit. And so they want, you know, it's kind of like banking on you, whether you're going to be a profitable, a profitable investment or not. So it's, it's very difficult starting off as an artist. And the, the, the few mistakes that I made was I just, you know, went, Googled my local galleries, um, saw what artists were pricing their artwork and their galleries. And I was like, okay, so that's about, you know, what I can price mine at. So I started off pricing mine like that and then trying to sell my art like that. And I received some really good advice by a local art gallery, um, Edelman Fine Art here in, in San Diego. Uh, these two sisters, they are absolutely amazing. They run this gallery. And um, they told me that I should start off by pricing my art at the lowest that I'm willing to take for it and then grow from there as I'm selling art. As I'm selling art and, and enough that I can't keep up with painting new art, that's when I should raise my prices and, and, and go f- and go up like that. I was very grateful for that uh, insight and I immediately 
took their advice and that's when I started seeing that I started selling my art and and the reason that that is and this is my would be my advice to other young starting artists is that your initial audience your initial clients are going to be people you know your family your friends people you work with your local community and so you need to price it so that it's affordable to those people because those are the ones who are going to be initially buying your art once you're selling your art and you start to create traction and people start to get to know you you're going to sell more art and that's when you can raise your prices a little bit higher so I kind of learned through stumbling through that a little bit but, uh, but I was very grateful for being able to understand how that works because that's another um, piece of advice that I give to other artists that I meet. And I just tell them, start off by don't worry about prices because that's, that's the big question all artists ask. I don't know how much to sell my art for. Because really to all of us, our art is a piece of us and it's kind of priceless, you know. So where do you go? How do you start? How do you how do you put a, a price tag on all that work and heart that you put into a, a painting? Start it off at, at the lowest that you're willing to take and you go from there. And I have definitely grown from when I first started and um, I'm now able to sell my art for a lot more because I'm selling a lot of art and I get a lot of commissions, a lot of requests, and it's hard for me to keep up with um, my my the, with the demand sometimes. So uh, that's where I am today. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that wisdom with us, and uh, maybe you can share some wisdom from your personal life. So, what is a story that highlights an important or interesting lesson from your personal life? Well, I feel like I already kind of answered this question in the last one uh, about feeling like a fraud and my insecurities, but I'll just take the time to talk about it a little bit more because if I think about it, that would be the biggest thing in my life that I'm learning to overcome and learning to work through in order to, you know, grow it, not just as an artist, but personally. So... Uh, it would be simply a matter of identifying, acknowledging these insecurities, the things that are really holding me back from growing, and then confronting them and facing them. And those things for me personally would be not, not, not wanting to show or expose my insecurities to the world. I feel that I limit myself on social media, especially, and on showing more of a personal side of me because I'm insecure about it. And those are that those are the things that make me me, and they make me unique, and um, they make me authentic. So I'm learning to grow comfortable with. Um, everything that I've experienced in my life and showing it to, to you, you know, uh, I, I've, I've, I've been helped a lot by other people, hearing other people's stories. There's a lot of people who have similar stories. I'm, I'm learning quickly that I'm not a novelty, not the only one. A lot of people have had upbringings that weren't different and, made them feel like they're coming from a disadvantaged beginning or start. And hearing their stories really just has helped me to, to, to not take myself so seriously and to not take 
anything that has happened to me so seriously um, and not let them hold me back. And as I take, keep taking steps forward, keep taking opportunities that come my way, keep sharing a little bit more of myself, and then, and then just being real with myself and honest with myself, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel a lot more free and a lot more confident in, in myself and in who I am. And then um, I feel better prepared and equipped to embrace, uh, to embrace myself and to embrace um, my, my role in the art community. Um, so I'm less terrified, less afraid of opening up and exposing, um, you know, my the personal sides of me and personal experiences that I've been to. I find myself having personal conversations with people like me and telling them a little bit more about myself, a little bit more about who I am. And every, and people are, are so wonderful. Everybody has such a great reaction to it because it is fascinating. I mean, we all have such unique stories and backgrounds and experiences. And I'm so, I'm so fascinated and I feel so privileged to be able to hear somebody else's story. So I'm learning that people appreciate that. Um, and if there's anything that's going to be holding anybody back, it's going to be something that they, somebody feels insecure about. So my, my, I guess, wisdom and from personal experiences would be to, if, if you're not moving along in your life as quickly as you want to be, but you're just think about like what it is that's holding you back. What are you afraid of? It's going to be fear-based. Um, and then, and then once you identify that, once you know that, every time something comes along, you're able to consciously think, well, this specific fear is what's holding me back from embracing this new opportunity. And you're going to be better equipped to, to conquer that fear and just to take the plunge and to um, move forward. And eventually that fear is going to dissipate and have less and less hold on you. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these stories and wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. We can't wait for you to be back on the show, hopefully soon. Um, but in the meantime, for folks who want to reach out, learn more, connect with you, share their support, etc., what are some of the links, websites, or other ways that people can kind of get in touch with you if, uh, if they're so inclined? Oh my goodness. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to all you wonderful people listening. I am humbled and honored to uh, share with you my story uh, from little old nobody me. Um, I have Instagram at Rebecca Rob Fine Arts. Rebecca Rob is my name where you can DM me, uh, you can get my email address, uh, you can see some videos of my art process. I like to do time lapses, show you um, how I like to paint. I like to paint very loosely and expressively, so I like to post some fun videos of that. You can also um, email me at rebecca.rob.design at, at gmail.com. Um, I have a website that I'm working on right now. It will be up hopefully very soon. Uh, at RebeccaRobFineArt.com. But if you log on to there, you can put in your email address and you'll receive a newsletter as soon as I launch with the great news. Um, so those are the ways that you can contact me. Folks, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, take care. Please subscribe, leave a review and support our guests or other small businesses, artists, and creatives in the community.